We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. We appreciate you being with us. There are two ways you can listen to the Permission Granted Podcast. On the DA Show podcast feed, subscribe, rate, and review. You'll see... Both the best of everyday show, plus the full four hours, plus Sunday morning football and the PGP, or on its own podcast feed, permission granted, search that, subscribe and review if you listen to the show live and just want to get PGP on your podcasts. Okay, so Bogues joins me now for side A because Mraz is out this week with baby stuff. Now, (laughs) Peyton Jean was born on Sunday night. And Mraz texted us that it happened right at the second half kickoff of Chiefs and Bills. Do you associate your two children born with specific sporting events and moments? Um, I do not, DA, although I do have – we were married. My wife and I got married the Friday before an NFL draft in 2007. Okay. And that was partially done – it was not the plan set out, but when that became the date, it was good news for us because at that time I worked at Sirius on their NFL channel, and I knew that a good chunk of the people that we were going to invite were going to have to say no because mm. they were going to be in deep draft mode to do their big show the next day. So it helped the guest list and the bill that, that lined up that way, but... I do. The only thing I can think of is I do think that there are generally specific times for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, to me, like, if I say breakfast time, that's somewhere around 8 a.m. Lunchtime, I think, obviously, is right at noon. And then dinner's somewhere around 5. So, like, I will reference, like, oh, that's at lunchtime or that's at dinner time. And my wife will be like, I don't know what that means. And then I go, I don't know what that means. Cause like, to <laughs> me, I'm right. And, and you're wrong here. So I've done that, but no, I would never have said that my kid was born like before the eighth inning of Mets Phillies <laughs> or before kickoff of a December day, because that's when my son was born. No, I did not intertwine sports with their arrivals. I'm just taking a look at the 07 NFL draft. Yeah. Knowing that you were, you were, Wed the day before, you said? The, yeah, the night before. The night before. And I'm wondering if it makes you feel old that there's already a guy in the Hall of Fame from that draft. I mean, the fact that it was 2007 and it's now 2021. I've been married for 14 years makes me old enough. But who is this gentleman that you bring up? Jamarcus Russell went one. Yes, he did. Megatron went two. Okay. So Calvin Johnson had an amazing 10-year career. And then retired early, 
really nine years, and then because you got to the five yeah. year wait. So it's kind of crazy that there's already somebody in the Hall of Fame from your wedding day or the day after your wedding, <laughs> but is. that did happen. That draft also a very good draft with Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas went three, Adrian Peterson went seven. Patrick Willis went 11, Marshawn Lynch 12, Darrell Revis 14, all have chances at the Hall of Fame. They do. now, And I, I feel like I do deserve a little bit of a waiver on this aging of my wedding date okay. because Calvin Johnson should have played more than nine seasons. So we, we should still be waiting for Calvin Johnson to serve his five years to be agree, eligible. So yes. I kind of want to blame the Lions for hastening his exit from the field, which then gets him into the Hall of Fame from my wedding day. That's absolutely true. Now, I am not ignoring you. I'm looking on my phone to see what the the memorable sporting event from my wedding was. Which there, one? Well, there, there was the second one. See, the, right. the first one was on a boat, and that was in August. Nothing good was happening in the middle of August. Sure. And that was a big thing for me. My wife wanted to get married. We got prepared. We got engaged in February, and she wanted to not wait a full year, not do the whole prep. She's like, let's just get it done this year. And I was like, that's a quick turnaround, but if you want to do that, fine, honey. I don't want a year's worth right. or a year and a half's worth of, of preparation. We didn't want to get married in the winter because she wanted to do it on a boat, a sailboat. And I said, that's totally cool. So we had to get it done that summer. So August 17th, 2018, we got married, and... And that went off without a hitch because no sporting events happened of significance in the middle of August. But then, because we only could have a limited group on the boat, we had the larger reception in September. And if you remember, that was the one you guys were at. There was a boxing match that night that they were showing inside That's right. at, at the, the eatery, the restaurant, and a bunch of dudes went in there to watch the, the fight at that point, I didn't really have a problem. I think my wife didn't like that too much, mm-hmm. but I didn't mind it because I'm like, hey, we've asked a few of these guests to be to two of our weddings. <laughs> That's true. To block off like four days, you know, two days here, two days there, part of the wedding party. And I was like, I I can't also tell them they can't go see this, this boxing match inside. But she wasn't thrilled with that. But I forget what the, the match was. So that's kind of how funny it is that, they missed my second wedding, and it was for a bout that nobody even remembers. Was it boxing or UFC? It was boxing. It was I, think boxing? It was, I think it was a Canelo fight. Is that why Bart Scott was at your wedding for like 17 minutes <laughs> and he'd leave to go watch the fight somewhere else? <laughs> no. no. No, I think he just got bored with the speeches. Yeah, and being bombarded with pictures and handshakes and Ravens questions and Jets questions. Not to go down this road too far because it has nothing to do with the PGP this week on the show, but... I really only have one significant regret from my two weddings. We had a wonderful time. I had so many of my loved ones I just and love that friends and family that, here. They think you, that you've been married twice, like different women. <laughs> but you just had two distinct ceremonies yeah. with the same lady. I did not get divorced within the three weeks peed. in between. My only thing that I regret is I didn't get a picture with Bart Scott that night. Uh. Bart comes to my, my wedding... And he's there, and I'm thankful he's there, and I say hello to him. But everybody else is all up on him, you know, saying hello, telling stories. Sure. And, of course, he's great with the the audience. But then I'm like, you know, later on in the night when things settle down, you know, we'll get a picture, and the three of us will get a picture. And then we get into the, the speeches, 
and he just bounces. He just yeah. left in the middle of the speeches. And I'm like, oh, my God, Bart Scott was at my wedding, and I'll never have evidence of it. Yeah. I think there might be other people <laughs> yeah. that have pictures. Everyone else does, but not you. It's incredible. <laughs> so the baby came on Sunday night, and so Mraz is out this week. And for all of the belly aching he did this past month, he has been beside himself seemingly with a joy on social media. So he's he's turned the corner on resenting when it came out or how long it came out to now loving it. I will mostly agree with you. The one caveat being, and I mentioned this when he did it, there he still has not written with the length or the profoundness, is that a word? About I don't think so. about profundity? I don't whatever. Yeah. He has not written a post like that about Peyton as he wrote the day of the historic Giants Jets Yankees <laughs> triple header win where he called it the the you know we never have a day like this bro hug videos celebrating videos will always have this day mm. because the Giants Jets and Yankees won back to back to back and belly to belly to belly we have not seen that length of a post yet True. about Peyton expressing all we got was hashtag girl dad haven't gotten anything about I mean literally the longest post was and he did this right after telling us I don't have a picture yet she looks like Danny DeVito yeah. not ready for social media he then tweeted I don't have a picture because she looks like <laughs> Danny DeVito so he didn't want us to post a picture because he thought his daughter looked like Danny DeVito. Then he told everyone right. he thought his daughter looked like Danny DeVito. That's right. That yeah. was the lengthiest post we've had about Peyton's arrival. It is true. He could have done that with some more couth. Or not more, at all. If they thought she looked like Danny DeVito and wanted to hide it, then you can't write it either. It's also not great for her self-esteem that will always remember that she came out looking like Danny DeVito, even if we don't think so. That's how we will reference her. After being predicted as Leon Lett. These are the these are the first visuals of this sweet little girl that we've had. So much so that I had to actually text him, and I thought I was being a nice person. She doesn't look like Dini DeVito. <laughs> and he said, yes, she does. So I gave up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this is father of the year material here. So, you know, on that note, Mraz actually did one booking solid for us this week. Even though he's out, he set up a pro bull rider. Mm. And the pro bull rider came in today. His name was... Kike Pacheco? Kike. Kike. Kike Pacheco. He is from Brazil. He has this amazing story where he tore his ACL, tore his MCL, and four days later got back on a bull. He tore his ACL and MCL actually riding a bull, falling off the bull, and then the bull, I think, stepped on his leg. And then four days later, got back in a bowl for the championship round. That was five rounds with a knee brace on. And he actually ended up winning his first ever championship at a million bucks in the golden buckle in the PBR circuit, which was amazing. So it's a great story. So let's go back to your championship season. Torn MCL and PCL. How did you injure your knee like that? I get on, on the Veloster finals before the world finals for make some points. And on second round, my hand popped the rope, and the bull stepped on me. The bull stepped on your leg? Yeah. I turned my MCL and PCL. Oh. 
One the, week before the World Finals. One week before the the finals. Does the bull step directly on your knee? No, I'm fall off on my back and he walked towards me and twist my knee oh. to the side. So you're on your back, you're on yeah. the dirt. You've got to worry about him trampling you. Yeah. And so that's when you twist your knee and, and you you rip the ACL and MCL. And so you can't walk after that. Yeah, that I feel our pain and but when that happened with me, I say to me, that's not gonna bother me. I will get on on world finals and I will try for God everything what happened and try to make my job. So one week later you were back on a bull? Yeah. What were you scared? Like four four days. Four after. days you were back in a bull. Were you scared? No. Just try for God the pain and not think about that and try to make my job. Oh my goodness. But he came into the studio today to tell it and didn't really speak a lot of English. So, you know, he wasn't completely comfortable telling all of his stories. And so that was Mraz's contribution this week. Not, had nothing to do with, you know, Lamar Jackson. That was Kadri Ismail that Connor Green booked. Had nothing to do with John Gruden. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those were guests that Pat Boyle booked. He got Tom Pelissero, who broke the news for NFL Network about the Gruden res- resignation. Has nothing to do with Greg Cosell, NFL Network, who's going to join us on Thursday's show ahead of the Eagles and Bucks on Thursday night. That was booked by Connor. No, Mraz's contribution this week has been the PBR writer, that English is a second language. Yes. Pro Bowl riding, big spot in the middle of October, baseball playoffs, college football, NFL. So I'll say this. It was an interesting uh, change from the Tony Khan breakdown to the bull riding conversation. Mm -hmm. That was quite literally the two ends of the guest (laughs) spectrum. If Tony was a 10, then Pacheco was... Although that's a zero in terms of presence and and presentation on the air. But Tony was a zero in other ways because he was insane and uh, scattered and ridiculous. Take Tony's energy. Tell me about the bull stepping on your leg and then you riding another bull. Oh, what a great days later. Yes. The nicest thing I'll say is if you are on the fence about going to a PBR event, you need to get off the fence and go. Yeah. Me and my buddies went a couple years ago at the Garden, and it is a fun, fun night. Drink some beers, find a flannel shirt if you want to be even go down, put some boots on, cowboy hat if you want to go all in. But just go and watch these dudes. I say idiots lovingly as possible. These idiots get on a bull and bounce around and get thrown off and almost die over and over and over again. (laughs) So if you can get past that little possible negative, it's a fun, fun night. There is significant danger involved in riding a bull. I think there's danger in watching someone <laughs> ride a bull, let alone riding the bull yourself. But it is fun if you so if you if it's if it comes near you and you've been debating going, you should go. Well, I'm just glad we could put on a show for you, Bogues, because this is your first week back since the beginning of pandemic. So Tuesday was your first show since before St. Patty's Day 2020. We went from St. Patrick's Day 2020 to Halloween 2021. Without you, Columbus Day 2021, without you in studio, you finally came back 
what are your initial reactions? Because when Mraz and I came back after the 4th of July, we did a podcast about how bizarre it all was. It's very bizarre. And I've joked about this before, especially after I had to walk around this place giving out um, Easter candy in a Bonnie's costume because I feel like I'm fairly um, nondescript, anonymous around here. I think people, like, know they see me every day, but they don't know what I do. I don't, like, you know, you have cachet because you're you. All the FAN guys are popular because they've got all these salespeople coming around, pitching them things, taking them to different events. And then there's just me hanging out in the room. I'm always here, but who is that? What is What does he do? And I met a lot of people officially in a bunny costume, giving them Easter candy with everyone laughing and a camera around. And then I've come back now, and in two, two and a half days, I've gotten a lot of, oh, yeah, I remember you. You haven't been here in a while, look. Not like, it's great to have you back, Andrew. Uh-huh. Like, oh, like a puzzled, like, that's right. Mm. I should have known mm-hmm. that you haven't been here mm. for 18 months. It's good to have you back. That's the look I've gotten predominantly from the people outside our little room here. Um, so I, I, I appreciate the recognition that I was missing, but it wasn't like folks were necessarily relieved that I was back. <laughs> the thing that I found so interesting was that it, felt a little like I Am Legend when we came back, where there was an operational radio station, but it felt like we were a skeleton crew, where the building felt very hollow and empty, and the streets in some ways felt hollow and empty over the summer. Now, that has something to do with people leaving New York City for the summer. That happens every single year, but also because of the pandemic and people still working from home and not as much in office buildings in Manhattan. Do you sense that? Because when I first came back, that was the most jarring thing. It was like, yeah, we're still putting on a radio show, but there's really nobody around that used to be around. So our newsroom feels normal to me. Like there's basically the usual amount of people that would have been here pre-pandemic. But if you leave our newsroom and walk to the kind of the business areas and there's just dusty desks, then it feels weird. But even leaving, I usually walk from our studio I don't know how many blocks north to the train station, like three stops down the line, just as like from, from fresh air. It's a beautiful walk here in lower Manhattan. And I did that yesterday when I, on Tuesday, when I, the first day I was here and the streets were fine. The streets were normal. Things were open. Obviously people were walking around. It was a nice day, bike riders, kids going back and forth to school. So, um, it feel, it definitely feels more normal now than when you guys came back, you right. guys coming back sooner saw the still kind of partially unopened New York. Like, things are definitely much busier now. But no sales guys around here. Yeah. And that's a huge win for us because, A, they're distracting. They come in. They want to talk sports in the newsroom. Right. And we're like, yeah, we're doing this on the air, man. You know, I know you want to talk about, you know, the Mets bullpen and and the Jets quarterback situation. But, like, you know, we, we, we do this all the time. So they're always distracting. They do bring in food, which is good because they they have all those food deals. But they also steal our food. If we bring in food or somebody else brings in free food, they're always the first to to vulture it. And they dominate the bathrooms. (laughs) I mean, the sales guys live in these bathrooms. They bring in the New York Post. They hop on their phone and they just devastate the postseason in there. And I'm just... And coming back in July, I'm like, the first thing that's really nice is clean bathrooms, empty bathrooms. There's a guy 
that brushes his teeth mm. in the bathrooms here. And I'm all for dental Sales hygiene. Guy. But this is not a place where you should be brushing, brushing nope. your teeth. You can't do that. And what I definitely don't miss about them, when they're bringing prospective clients through to WFAN, they almost always come by our end of the floor first. So our studio is the first one people see. And then they begin to describe what we are. Mm. And... We have now been in existence for almost eight full years, nine full years, eight Coming full up on years. 2013 to the end of 2021. So this will be our eighth year. This and, is the end of our right. eighth year. They still sometimes don't describe us correctly. <laughs> like first they say this is CBS Sports Network. And people who know sports then think this is the TV channel. Yeah. Like they're looking for Adam Zucker and they're not getting no. Zucker or his hair. No. So, and then it's like, maybe they, then they'll throw the Tiki Barber Jim Rome card out. And then there's a a glint of like recognition, but like I sit there and I'm like, how do you not know still what this room is after seven and a half years? Like we, you guys can do this by now. Like, you know what we are. So I don't miss overhearing those conversations and then fighting off the urge to angrily correct them when they're like, this is CBS sports network. No, it's not. No, it's not. Two days in, have you seen Cap? You know what? I have not oh, seen Cap. Oh, wow. You need a Cap hit. How have I not seen Cap? I have seen the alternate Caps, the FAN versions of Cap. Oh, yeah. But I have not seen the actual Cap. Cap's in one of two places. He is swinging between two different stations, one behind that wall in there, and one on the far corner now that they gave him a little, little cube area because he's a big deal. But his hair is Glorious. I know. It's long. It's to his shoulders. It's somewhat of a skullet because it's a little thin <laughs> up top. It is glorious, luxurious, luxurious locks. But I, it, it's almost like the actual Wizard of Oz. Like, I don't want to look behind the no, curtain. I almost want to that's let fair. the vision live in my head. As good as reality might be, I don't want to be let down, so we're disappointed somehow. So maybe I want to let Cap stay yeah. back there. Some mystery. Yeah. Keep some mystery. But seriously, how have I not, has he not left? Because I'm walking all over the place. Has he really not left this room in he, two days? That he, I, which has him accidentally crossed paths? He tucks himself in there. I don't think he likes to talk to anybody else. So he tucks himself that's in fair. there, and he just darts right there to the bathroom, and then right back. Right yeah. to the bathroom, right back. And that's that's it. All right. I'll go look for him. Yeah, maybe. go look for the guy. Hey, before I let you go, Pat Boyle, good addition to the to the roster. Yeah. He's a really good addition. And he filled in for Mraz Monday and Tuesday. And I'll say this, um, Pat Boyle for us, Monday and Tuesday, showered, hair gelled yeah. back, khaki pants, polo. Yeah. Saw him this morning coming off an over on the fan, pajamas, messy hair. Oh, really? So Pat Boyle, when he, when he works for the DA, he shows up as a professional. Well, that's interesting. You know, yesterday he did have a golf outing to go to afterwards. Oh, okay. But Monday he dressed up. Yeah. And the days prior that he's filled in, he, he noticeably dressed up. So he seems hungry. He's he's talented. He's good on the air. He actually cared about booking good guests. I was like, you know what? Pat Boyle can play for my team. Pat Boyle. He's he, in. You know, you, you, I can add him to the roster, and I can build a winner with Pat Boyle. Does he have Pete approval, which might be the most significant thing? Interestingly, he does. Okay. Because I told Pete, I go, you know what, Pete? Pat's good. He goes, I know. He's really good. Submit the paperwork. Yeah, you know, he's the toughest critic, Pete. But he knows Boyle's got, you know, he's got professionalism. And that's hard to come by around here. And we know he can make a hype video. (laughs) 
So he's got that going for him as well. And if he's got Pete in his corner, then really you need nothing else because Pete's a Hall of Famer, as you know. And so if he signs off on you, you're basically in. It's almost <laughs> like the mafia. That's right. The books are open and Bilotti lets you in. The Bilotti mafia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's side A. I've got side B with Connor Green right now. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. And the young and talented Connor Green joins us here on the PGP's side B. Hello, Connor. What's going on, DA? How you doing? I'm good. Nice job on the Green Party today after Tony Khan's interview where he was on WFAN in New York. Now, people that don't know, he is the son of Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he holds a very high-ranking position in the Jaguars organization that also runs AEW Wrestling. He was kind of all over the place and scattershot and hyper and weird. And so he played that for for the listeners, but also he had mentioned it was just my 39th birthday. And so you did a green party, the top three birthday themes for Tony Khan. The top three Tony Khan birthday themes. Connor, take it away. All right, DA. Well, if you're going to throw a birthday party for Tony Khan, what better place than the Urban Meyer Pint House in Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> It has great ambiance, great food, and great drink prices. Just one thing, you can't invite Urban Meyer. Number two is a good old-fashioned surprise party. Who doesn't love a surprise party? Yeah. Take Tony Khan to a restaurant. He's ready for a bite. And then... John Cena! Then his good friend John Cena from the wrestling shows up. Now, I know Tony Khan owns the AEW and not the WWE. Uh-huh. But look, whether it's AEW, WWE, www.it'llbeagreattime.com, <laughs> that's all I know. And then, DA, number three uh-huh. Tony Khan birthday theme is, yes. honestly, I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of birthday parties people have when they have a net worth of a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. I wish I knew, but I don't. <laughs> I grew up on birthday parties at the bowling alley or Fun Mania. Right. I'm not familiar <laughs> what, what goes on at birthday parties of billionaires. I would imagine the birthday parties Tony Khan goes to, there's like a tiger with a gold chain at the front door, champagne that costs $50,000 a glass, random celebrities, multiple women carrying tiny dogs and even tinier purses, <laughs> loads of men wearing extremely expensive cologne talking about how many shares they have in Bitcoin. I think most of us would be out of place with $20 prepaid gift cards as birthday gifts. I have to be honest. One of which was a John Cena-themed birthday party, which is great. One of which was just being a rich guy birthday party. Like, what does that entail? And you said... I think blonde, tall blonde women with tiny dogs and tinier purses. Tiny dogs in tinier purses. A uh, a tiger probably at the front door with a gold chain, you know, and then loads of men with lots of cologne talking about the movement of the stock market. And, I would imagine and Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. <laughs> They're very focused on Bitcoin and these new NFTs that everyone's talking about. I would imagine. But your number one was excellent. It was it was the best one. It was at Urban Meyer's Pint House. Right. Because where else would one of the the high ranking officials that, that own the Jaguars go for a birthday party but 
Urban Meyer's Pint House. And Urban Meyer's Pint House is apparently one of the most happening places in all of Columbus, <laughs> and you never know what's going to happen. You always have to be careful, though, because you go there, it gets a little rowdy, mm. you know. Urban Meyer might be there. There's a pretty good chance he's going to be there. Yeah. It's got a great ambiance. It's a great place to be, but you always have to be careful because there's a lot of apparently promiscuous women <laughs> at the Urban Meyer Pint House in Columbus, Ohio. Looking to just drag you out of that dance floor against your will. Whoa, right. whoa, ladies. I'm just trying to enjoy some sliders here. I got my grandkids here. My mom's here. What are we doing, ladies? Come on. <laughs> that was very good. But it was all because of how crazy the Tony Khan interview was. What would you think about that? I don't think you heard that live, but I sent the clips that I wanted to play on the show. And when you heard it, what were you thinking? It seemed to me like he got caught off guard almost by the question about Urban Meyer, which Pete brought up on the show. And I I don't really understand how he could have gone into it not knowing they were going to ask about Urban Meyer because that was the big headline last week is that Urban Meyer was out partying, missed the team flight. And, you know, the fact that Tony Khan came in and just wanted to talk about the AEW, I would imagine someone at some point would have had to have told him (laughs) that— They were going to probably ask him at some point about Urban Meyer and maybe, you know, just to sideswipe the question. But it seemed like he was almost caught off guard by that. And because of it, then angered by it, angered by it. And then he seemed uncomfortable and like a little angsty trying to work another way to talk about anything else. Right. That's why he out of nowhere brings up it's my 39th (laughs) birthday. So, yeah. And also James Robinson. How about that? That was all me. So it seemed like he was a little bit rattled by the whole thing. We also did Stunt to a News today, and there was a woman on TikTok who claimed her worst first date was a guy that showed up at her door and then had no car, and so she had to drive, and then they wanted to go to Taco Bell, or the guy said, let's go to Taco Bell, and then he ordered 100 tacos and then said, I have no money, you have to buy it, and then they bring it back home to eat it, and his dad joins. Elise, tell us about your worst first date. Uh, they met on a dating app. Then they met at his house for their first date. When she showed up, the guy goes, I lost my keys. Can you drive to the restaurant? Oh, no. And she said, okay, fine. The restaurant, by the way, was Taco Bell. Oh, and to be specific, it was the Taco Bell drive through Oh, Elise, you can't be serious. And then this dude proceeds to order 100 hard-shell tacos. 100! Then- no, wait, 100? Wow, 100. We need a whore now. Honk, honk. <laughs> uh, and then after going, I don't Slide have... Slide whistle. Oh, my God. A hundred tacos. I don't have my keys. Can you drive? He now adds, I can't find my wallet. Can you pay? No. Elise paid while they waited for the hundred tacos to be made by the Taco Bell staff. He talked about ex-girlfriends. Then they drove oh back to this dude's house and ate the hundred tacos in relative silence at his kitchen table, joined for a while by his dad. Thank you. (laughs) Elise finally got up, grabbed whatever the tacos were left that she paid for, and went home. Now, thankfully, she has since found a real gentleman and Uh married him. But that reminds me that our Shawnee, because I believe a Giants game was on, Mm. let Danielle fester Mm. in a Target lockup Mm. after a shoplifting misunderstanding. (laughs) And Danielle still married him. (laughs) That's exactly right. Wonka Wonka. That's that's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) So that does sound like a terrible date. I don't know how truthful it is because, again, there's no way to verify whether this woman is telling the truth here. 
but it was a TikTok meme. I'm not on TikTok, are you? I am, DA. Okay. You have to get on TikTok. Okay, so you're on it. Did you know that this one was going around of worst first date? I had seen a couple of them where, you know, they, they talk about how the guy took them to McDonald's or they went to, like, a hockey game, like a minor league hockey game, and it ended up not going so well. So I've seen this go around on TikTok a little bit. Okay. What are you on TikTok for? What's what's the big draw there? Well, I downloaded TikTok just because I was I had heard everyone talk about how, you know, great it is and I was like, what is TikTok? And someone said it's sort of like Vine, which was a big thing when I was in high school where it's yes. like these 6-second little videos, but it's just a little bit of more of a long-form format of that. So I just downloaded it. I was like, what is this TikTok? This is probably going to be so stupid. I downloaded it right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then all I did through the entire pandemic when there was nothing else to do was sit and watch TikToks. Really? Yeah. You were just consumed with TikToks? Consumed by TikToks. It's very addictive because you'll see something, it's like 25 seconds, and then like right to the next video and the next video. So I really wasn't on there for any big reason. But once you get on there, it's not like Twitter where with Twitter you'll follow all the accounts that you want to follow. So if you're a sports person, you can follow all the sports accounts. Or if you're into politics, you follow the political accounts. With TikTok, you can follow who you want to follow, but you can also... Just go to the For You page, they call it, and then you'll see all of the just the best TikToks from the last 24 hours or last week. So that's really what I do. I don't really follow many accounts. I just sort of go through the For You page and see what everyone else is posting. There's some funny stuff on there. You know, there's some cute animal videos, some dogs, some cats, right. stuff like that. So, and it's just, it really is addicting <laughs> because you just go from one, it's like Twitter. You read one tweet, the next tweet, the next tweet. TikTok's the same thing, just in video form. Facebook is now for your parents or grandparents to argue over politics and for people to share family photos. Twitter is for news. You usually are information gathering with Twitter or people arguing over said information. Instagram is a visual. It's for posting nice photos of you, your life, your scenery, etc., and TikTok is strictly entertainment. It is like just really short form television, the shortest form television, because everybody's performing something. It's either a dance, it's a song, it's a sketch, it's a skit, it's a question and answer, it's the bump, 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 shh, and it was like <laughs> the silent question and answer. I know this because a lot of people post TikTok to their fate to their Instagram stories and I'm on Instagram quite a bit. And so I see a lot of these stories, but it, it strikes me that, yeah, it's, it's easiest to get caught on TikTok for the longest because it's just a series of 30 second sketches and videos and dances and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, it sounds silly, but TikTok has really shown me how many talented people there are in mm. the world because you will have, like, I saw a video the other day of this guy, basically he took stick figures and, like, had a whole screenplay written, and it was, like, a minute-long little sketch, but it was, like, filmed from the perspective of what a movie would look like, and the guy has, like, the low-camera angle, and oh, he has nice. all this, and the voiceovers. So it really goes to show, like, there are a lot of talented people out there, and it's made celebrities out of, like, people that were nobodies or people oh, yeah. that are 19 years old. Millionaires. Addison Ray was, like, a college kid two years ago, and now she's got a hundred million followers. She was at the NBA All-Star game. I would imagine they have, they call it the Hype House, which is where all these young kids go and they hang out. The fact that I know that <laughs> kind of 
kind of sad, but I do know it. There's the Hype House, and then apparently there's something called the Sway House. And that's where these guys, like if you've heard Josh Richards, that's where they all, I believe, hang out. So they, all those kids are like early 20s, mid-20s maybe, making probably close to or much more than a million dollars just from those videos. And maybe younger high school kids. Yeah. College kids. Yeah, I know, teenagers. So this this week we've got, we had Kadria Smile on the show earlier today, and that was cool. And tomorrow we're going to have... Uh, Greg Cosell from NFL Network, but perhaps the biggest story, not NFL related, it was that 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 TikTok video was a hundred tacos. That this was the 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 date was over a hundred tacos. You thought you could eat about thirty tacos. You thought that'd be your limit. I think if I was really hungry. Now that one time that I ate the full John's on Bleecker full pizza, <laughs> it's because the infamous I, moment, the infamous moment of my life. It was because I hadn't eaten all day. I was starving. There was the snowstorm. Nothing was really open. And I went on this big trek to get this John's on Bleecker pizza. Almost froze to death getting there because my phone shut off because it was too cold and the snow got on it. So when I got home, I said, you know what? I'm just going to eat this full pizza. And I was so hungry and I did it. So I feel like if I have the right motivation, maybe Uh in a similar situation, if it's cold, haven't eaten all day, maybe haven't eaten in two days, and I really sat down and put my mind to it, I think I could probably get to 30 tacos. But anything more than that, you know, (laughs) 20 would even be pushing it. I think if I was really in the right mindset, and it was my day, like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl is just feeling it, if I was really just feeling it in that moment, I could probably get to 30 tacos. But it it would be tough. It would be tough. I think you can do six or seven pretty effortlessly. I think so. Six Taco Bell tacos. I've certainly had three or four and been like, okay, what what else do we have to eat here? Six or seven, I think it's pretty simple to do. Double digits, you're starting to feel it, but not impossible to do. By 15, you're probably weighed down. Like, I don't know if I want to eat any more tacos. But you could push yourself to 20. I do believe you could push yourself to 20. Now, getting to two dozen, I don't know if I could do it. But as we said before, if this is a beautiful woman... It's a first date, and she's super, super impressed by you eating tacos. In your case, it was Blake Lively. You had a crush on Blake Lively during Gossip Girl. Could you push yourself to 25 to 30 tacos? I think you could. Anything over 25, I think, is potentially really dangerous and vom-producing. And then beyond 30, I, I don't think a body can necessarily take it unless you're a mountain of a man. If you're Badlands Booker... That man probably could do 40 to 50 tacos. But I think you got to have that type of girth, that type of weight. If you're a normal-sized human being, more than 25 beef Taco Bell tacos, I think you're asking for stomach pumping. You're asking for serious issues. And Badlands <laughs> has trained his entire life for that. Yeah. So he he knows what it's all about. What it really is for the average human being, it's the last 10, I think, that separates the men from the boys. Okay. You know, like, you can get to 20. I think most people, because the Taco Bell tacos are not huge, most average people could probably push themselves to 20. But what makes greatness is those last 10 tacos, which what makes you a legend. They say, like, heroes are remembered, but legends never die. If you get to 20, you're a hero. If you can push that next 10 and get to 30, you're a legend. And if you're Badlands 
and you get to like 60, you're just a professional. And they pay you, they actually pay you to be a professional eater. So that, that's what separates the average person from being a legend, a hero, and then just the professionals who are amazing at it. Got it. So Eli is like a 20 taco guy, but Tom Brady's a 30 taco guy. I would maybe make the argument Eli's 20 tacos... Peyton is 30. That's a legend. Okay. But Brady's the GOAT. Okay, yeah, So right. Brady might go for 45 tacos. He might go for 50. He might play till he's 50, and he might go for 50 tacos. Okay, I see what you're saying. So a Dilfer or a Brad Johnson, that's 10 tacos. Mm. Almost anybody, journeyman taco eater. Yeah, I mean, he, they're both Super Bowl champions, so we'll give them 10. Taco manager. Taco manager. They can get can get you some tacos down. They can do their best. Ultimately, anything more than 10, they're not going to be able to do it. A Roethlisberger can get you to 20. He can get you to 20, but he's going to wear down <laughs> okay. around 23. Like, he just doesn't, he's not prepared. He didn't put in the work in the offseason to get you to 25. It's like 23 max. And then a Peyton Manning, a Brett Favre, those guys, they're a 30 taco legend. 30 they're taco. beyond it goes taco manager, then here taco hero, then taco legend, and then ultimately beyond that is taco goat. Taco goat. Then there's John Elway, who's also a taco legend. You can really see him. You think he's done around 15, and then he has the late game comeback. He's right. got 15 tacos <laughs> in like 10 minutes. Comes back, shocks everybody. But Brady, I think, defies expect. Brady went on one of those late night talk shows a couple years ago and did the beer chug. Yeah. And Pete, like, I was shocked. I was like, this is another random thing that Tom Brady is amazing at. He chugged a full beer in like half a second. Really fast. Really fast. I mean, he looked like a guy that had done that a lot of times before, but you know, really doesn't do that anymore. Or, yeah. And then I started to wonder maybe this is the reason Tom Brady went in the sixth round. If he's that good at chugging beer, maybe in college, Tom Brady was too busy chugging beers, mm. not practicing. Mm. And then he got to the NFL and realized, I got to change my ways. You know, he saw that video of him at yeah. the combine and with the shirt off, and he was like, "No more beer chugging. That's it. <laughs> Avocado toast for the next forty years. That's it." <laughs> that was a good discussion we had this morning on the show. So that is Connor Green. Maybe another Green party at some point this week. We'll see at least the week that was, which has been phenomenal. You've done that each and every Friday, and hopefully you've had fun doing that. That's been a lot of fun to listen to. Absolutely. Now my picks have not been great. I've been struggling a little bit. You I went, got hot the last couple weeks. Yeah, you went three and zero one week. Then last week I doubled down on the Giants. A lot of injuries. The Packers couldn't win by more than three. So we're, we're still in the in the running. It's still close, mm-hmm. but we got to pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear Connor as part of the week that was coming up on Friday and with the show on Thursday and Friday, and Mraz is out the rest of this week. That will do it for the PGP, the Permission Granted podcast. As we said, always subscribe to it by finding Permission Granted on your favorite podcast. Until next week's PGP, have a great weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.